This is the When We Arise podcast for women ready for a jumpstart to get out of bed, out of our heads, and into a meaningful, rich life. I'm Talis Strube. I'm a believer, wife, mom of three, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. When We Arise is an intersection of faith and fitness that ignites the very presence of the Holy Spirit within us so that we can be a light to those around us. Here, we will share stories that spark positive momentum and joy. And because dance is such a powerful tool for how we experience joy, with each episode, I will share the newest addition to the When We Arise playlist and get us dancing into our lives to do amazing things with God when we arise. Welcome back to the When We Arise podcast. This is Talis, and I am probably going to say what I always say in that I am very excited to get into this episode, but more excited today because I get to share something exciting that just happened in my life that I have been praying for for a very, very long time. And I'm going to be doing this as a two-part episode. Part one is a solo episode here where I share the experience that I just had over the weekend at a marriage retreat with my husband. And part two will be my husband, Tyler, joining me for the conversation and sharing his thoughts as well, which is super exciting because he's um, not been on the podcast before and he will be the first man to join the When We Arise conversation. So uh, very excited to share that with you as well. But today, uh, this first part is really just my reflection on the experience we had and then a few uh, thoughts uh, for you listening. If you have considered or are considering um, doing a marriage retreat, and I'm biased because I definitely think you should, and I'll share why that is. Um, but take a listen as it's also something that even if you aren't married, uh, you could apply to a solo retreat. A lot of this stuff is applicable. If we're just thinking about being nourished on our own, stepping away from our daily rhythms and responsibilities to do a solo retreat, maybe focus your time one-on-one with God, which is super important. I think more important than even a marriage retreat. Um, but I'm going to focus more on the marriage retreat today because that is what we have just experienced. So, uh, we, well, I, for probably a couple years now have just been dreaming about really being able, really being blessed with the opportunity to be able to step away with my husband, Tyler, and attend a formal marriage retreat. Um, We have been blessed in the past to be able to take vacations and, um, you know, trips with one another where we can get away for a night or two from the kids and we can do something fun together. But what I'm talking about is actually a scheduled and formally set up marriage retreat that someone else has put together and we're attending. And this is something that I've seen uh, examples of, and I've wanted to do for a long time. And so it finally came to fruition. We actually have some friends who's, um, who are trying to develop what they've done as a couple on their own and grow it to become a retreat for other people. So we were really the first cohort, the guinea pigs, if you will, at doing this experience with them. And I want to just say that even though we were the first uh, kind of actual group retreat that they've tried, I it was so well done. 
It was so intentionally thought out and put together um, that I just feel like we got the best of the best. We were like VIPs to be able to have this experience that um, Ryan, our friend, has cultivated with his wife, and they've done privately in their marriage annually for about five years, I think. And now we're finally sharing it with other people and hoping to grow it um, to all marriages, any couple that wants to be able to, to pour into their marriage. And so this past weekend, we, um, we traveled down to Kansas city and we had two and a half days to really just focus on our spouse. And we were with, you know, it was two other couples and it was nice to have this intimate group of just three couples, uh, because we could have really deep conversations as a whole group. And, um, there was enough space for everybody to share. I think it can be really fun to have large groups and more of, you know, you go to like a conference and there's hundreds of couples and and that can be really fun and exciting too. totally different energy. But for me personally, this really small group of six people, three couples, um, just getting together with the equal understanding that we're here to focus our time on what God wants to do in and through our marriage. And we talked a lot about that. We prayed together. Um, and I just want to say, this is, this is something brand new. Like this is the first time we've ever formally attended a marriage retreat or set up that way. And Tyler and I are also kind of new to spending intentional time with other Christian couples. And that's how we're focusing on our time. So we're not getting together and barbecuing, playing games, having fun, which I'm not here to say any of that is bad, but the intention of this weekend first and foremost was to put God at the center and to really prayerfully discover what it is that he wants to do in us and allow our marriage to be blessed in that way. So Ryan had developed a packet over many years of doing this with his wife, Victoria, and he had sent that to us ahead of time, which was great. So we could fill out these packets on our own. And then while we were at the retreat in Kansas city, there was time for us to go through the packet with our spouse privately, just the two of us without the other couples. So that was probably my favorite part of the weekend, by the way, was just sitting across the table from Tyler and being able to pour our, our hearts out to one another, talk about God, talk about our kids, talk about our goals, talk about our fears, talk about things we want to change and things that we want to see in each other and spur on in each other and celebrate in each other. Um, I just eat that up. And it was really good because this was something we talked about. We could have had the same exact packet sent to us and our friend would have gladly shared it with us and said, Hey, I've done this with my wife. Here you go. You can use this as a tool. Like go ahead and go through it together sometime on our own. We would not have done that. Absolutely would not have done that. Um, it's just something that's harder to do when you're just trying to hold yourselves arbitrarily accountable to like going through a packet together. It's much different than if it's, it's, it's a built in activity, uh, as a part of a course or a workshop or a retreat that you've signed yourselves up for. So I do think that that matters. And I'm really glad that that was part of it. 
And then we obviously had fun too. Like we had some amazing food. We had some amazing fellowship and conversations. We did some group activities. Um, It was just a good time. And I said to everybody, you know, I feel like we weren't just sitting around the whole time. We were doing a lot of activity, but it wasn't overscheduled. And I felt so rested. Since we've come back, I have been more at peace and more patient with my children than I have been in a long time, which I don't even want to admit really, but I've just been able to watch myself be with them and cherish them. And I just feel like I was able to relax and be so poured into over this weekend, which is a huge testament to God, as well as the other couples, the people that, that we were there with. Um, I think that it goes without saying that your company will make or break your experience. And I was so blessed this weekend to be in such good company. So just feel very, very fortunate to have been able to do this. Um, and have this experience. And, um, you know, if this is something that you're listening to and you're like, well, I want to do that, you know, I think that's awesome. I know that Ryan is planning on doing this annually and opening it up to other couples. And that is the uncommon is the name of his brand. So I will definitely link that in the show notes and you can go check out this specific retreat, which I would highly encourage you to do. I know if you're listening to this episode right now, um, it's not coming up again until likely next year, next February timeframe, but still go check it out. And maybe that's something that you start planning for or setting aside finances for. It is a, a bit of an investment. And I'm going to talk about why I think that that's a good thing. Um, but it, it may just allow you to maybe set some time aside to pray. Like is, is the retreat something that I need for myself, for, for my marriage? And, you know, what does it look like to make that happen? And maybe there's one coming up, you know, this year in 2024 that you can, you can do, or maybe you start your own. I don't know. That is totally up to you. And I think it's just exciting to be purposeful and plan for scheduling stuff like this into your life. Um, so the first reason why I would encourage you if you're not there yet is to, to understand the power in a change of place, bringing a change of perspective. I know that, like I said, with doing a packet at home, it would not have been as beneficial and it definitely wouldn't have been as easy for us to get into a mindset of openness if we had just done it at our kitchen counter with our kids sleeping upstairs on a Monday night. Um, if that's all we could do, it's better than nothing. Absolutely. It's better than just like not focusing on your marriage at all. But even driving out of the city limits where we live and embarking on a new territory, a new environment, like all of that newness of like, we've never been in this neighborhood before. Wow. Look at this cool Airbnb that we've never stayed in before. That new experience just allows your mind to open up to new possibility. And it makes it so much more, um, tangible to be in like a dreaming state. Like I'm going to dream up what's possible that I couldn't think of when I was just at my same home environment day to day. Um, you want to break free from that mold. So that's, that's the first reason I think that it's very powerful to go with your spouse on a retreat that is not in your home. I know people who do this and they just rent an Airbnb where they live. So maybe it's easier with childcare to only just get away for that one night. Even that do it. 
Like get out of your home, go get a hotel room, go, you know, try a different restaurant, different area of town that you've never tried before. It doesn't have to be something that breaks the bank and you, you know, have to travel cross country for. But I do think that if you're going to take a retreat seriously, especially with your spouse, is that the two of you have to break free from your mundane, from your regular, find a new environment because that change of place will change your perspective. Um, the second thing that I think is really key is accountability. So yes, you can do it on your own, which is cool. And it's better than nothing, but being at this retreat with two other couples that were there with the same agenda just really pushes you to apply yourself. It's like, you don't want to be the weakest link on the team, right? You don't want to be the one there. That's like, woe is me. This is dumb. I'm not doing it. And it's not about being competitive. It's not like I was there like, oh, I'm going to be like, we're going to be the best couple here. We're going to just rock this packet. That's not at all what I mean either. It's just that I know that these other people here are going to hold me accountable. And I want that. I want them to follow up with me like 30 days later or like six months from now and be like, how are you guys doing? Like, are you, are you still, you know, challenging yourselves to those goals that we set at the retreat? And just that, that level of accountability spurs us on. It's like that iron sharpens iron verse and Proverbs. And, and you think, yeah, like that's, that's what it means is I have sisters and brothers here who are doing the same thing. And it also encourages me to know that we're not alone. You know, there's no shame in saying like my marriage needs some help, needs a little work. Okay. Um, and Oh, there's does too. Oh, and them too. And we're all in it together, um, to know and recognize that we can be humble and we all have room to grow. So I think finding that accountability, um, even if it's one other couple to say, Hey, we're doing this this weekend, you guys too. Okay. Let's check in. Let's like maybe do some of it together. That would be cool. Um, the other thing that is going to look now, this one is about finding balance. And I think this is different for different people. So this is more like a tribe thing with the group that we were with this weekend. I would say we all have the same level of, uh, capacity for like, go, go, go. We're like all pretty spontaneous and like more like carefree, like definitely up for adventure. So that's going to look different. If you're like, Nope, I, my idea of retreat is like solitude and quiet the whole time. And like, let's hit the spa totally fine. But I think the balance that you want to strike is having time to really, like I said, sit across from your spouse and have deep conversation balanced with like movement or fun or joy or playing a game or going and getting a great meal and just having conversation that's not super focused on being deep because we all have a max limit, right? Like I couldn't have sat at that coffee shop for 10 hours across the table with, with Tyler and just talked and talked and talked about like all of our goals and deepest emotions. Like that would have just been draining. I would have hit a point. His point would have been much sooner than mine, <laughs> but you know, it was nice because it was like, okay, we're done. Now we're just going to go have some fun. And we went to this like really cool, like escape room type activity. We were moving, we were laughing and it was just unrelated 
to what we were talking about the packet, but it was all still about, you know, bonding and spending time together and growing as a couple. So that is the type of balance that I think you want to find. Um, it kind of makes me think, you know, this was before my husband and I, this was early on in our marriage, but, and so we weren't thinking about doing retreats. We were so naive that we probably at that point thought we would never even need to do a retreat, but we were pretty active. And I think some of my favorite memories were when we would go on a long bike ride from our house. And so we would bike and we, we were pretty competitive with each other. So we'd ride pretty fast and race a little bit. I mean, let's be real. He's so much bigger and stronger than I am. So he was always winning, but I still, you know, gave him a good run, but we would ride to a location where then we're changing the place. We're changing the perspective. We'd often find like this cool little cafe or bar or even ice cream parlor. And we would grab something and we would just have a really good conversation. It was like not planned either. It was just that we were doing something different. We got our blood pumping. We sit, we talk, we have a really meaningful conversation. And then we get back on our bikes and we ride back home. So I do think that we need to find that balance. If we're going to have a retreat, large or small, to be able to, you know, counter that, that talk time with something that we're doing. Um, so the next thing is, and this is really super important. Um, I think oftentimes not to be stereotypical, but it can be more important for wives to really temper their expectations for the outcomes. I think, you know, we can get especially if we're the ones that are really pushing for this. And I would say with this retreat that we went on, my husband was actually the one that signed us up because he's pretty good friends with, with Ryan, the guy that, that put it together, which was great. But I was the one for years that was like, I want to do a retreat. Let's do a, a retreat. I was kind of putting the bug in his ear and I was almost like at times pushing for it too much. Um, and so I was also not consciously like building up these really high expectations or of what I thought the outcome would be if we did go to retreat. So it's totally by God's grace that it did not work out when I was pushing for it. And it finally has worked out when Tyler was ready. He was ready to go and like be fully present with me there. And I don't think that it would have been, it could have been any better had we gone sooner. Um, God's timing is always, always the right timing. And so I'm grateful for that. But I went into it now then with, with tempered expectations, like there doesn't need to be a certain outcome. The, the goal here is to be present, is to go be there with my spouse, pour into them and know that the, the outcomes will come. I mean, they may come months later, years later. Um, and so the other thing is on the flip side of that, is while we temper our own expectations of what we might see or what we can do in a two-day retreat is always know, always know and hope that God is who he says he is. And he will provide more than we can even think or imagine. Ephesians 3.20, that is who God is. He can do way more than we can even think or imagine with our obedience to commit to him with this time and this focus. So let me just encourage you that that is where we should put our expectation and our hope is totally in him, but to not to have a hard tie to what we want the outcome to look like and especially how soon we want it to be. And ask me how I know. Um, okay, the last thing that I just want to talk about is we have to have a willingness 
in our lives, retreat or no retreat, to dare to dream beyond your current circumstances. And I say this because there was a time in our marriage when not only was no marriage retreat focused on faith and God at the center, even on the table, our marriage was like so hanging on by a thread. And at that point, if you had asked me, do you see you sitting in a coffee shop with Tyler talking about, you know, your faith and praying together and, you know, doing all these things? Like I would have said, no, I would have said, that's crazy. That is like, that is just not in this lifetime. And so I want you to know that here I am. It's real. That situation I just described transpired and it's the same two broken people in this marriage. But the thing that is different is God. He has redeemed our marriage. He has worked on our hearts. He has softened us. He has strengthened us to be where we are today. And so I have to encourage you to dare to dream for your marriage for your life to look vastly different than it does right now. Our current circumstances can be the worst. They can be beyond broken, but that is nothing for God. And as painful as it is, because I don't, I don't want to just, you know, make it seem like, oh, no worries. If everything's falling apart right now, tomorrow will be better. I don't know that. And I don't know your situation, but what I do know from my own experience is you can have a wreck of a life and a wreck of a marriage. And in God's perfect timing, it can be made completely new. So do not lose hope. If you are praying for your marriage, keep praying, keep praying for your husband. Do not lose hope. It can look so much different in, in a relatively short time. I promise you it may not be tomorrow or the next day, we have to continue to ask God to give us patience and endurance and to, to be steadfast in our hope and our prayers, but it can change. It absolutely can. And if you're listening to this, know that I'm praying for you, that I am praying that the right ears will hear this and be encouraged and that God is using me and using this opportunity to just give him glory by continuing to point to him when anybody sees anything successful here in, in my marriage and anything in my life that that is my prayer is that God is using the wreckage that he pulled me out of to continue to speak into the lives of so many others. And I just want you to know that, you know, when we arise, it doesn't mean that we have made it. <laughs> it doesn't mean that all is well. It means that despite our circumstances, we are having courage to stand up and say, okay, God, I'm ready. And we may have no idea that just over the bend, just beyond that mountain, God has a beautiful place prepared for us. Even if today looks really scary. So I got off on a little rant there, but I, I hope that, um, this has been encouraging. I definitely, uh, want to recommend that you go check out the uncommon. 
and see what they're doing. I know that Ryan has some really awesome intentions to grow what he started. And I hope that God will bless that for him and his family. It's just been a privilege for us to get to know him and his wife, Victoria, and to be a part of what, what they're starting. And then stay tuned for the part two of this episode, uh, with my husband, Tyler and his reflections on our marriage retreat as well. Take care and go have a dance party because every good day starts and ends with a dance party. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the When We Arise podcast. Please take just a few moments to leave a review if you haven't done so yet. Your review helps other women like you find this show. And now let's get to your dance break. Click the link in the show notes to find the When We Arise playlist on Spotify with new music added every week.